Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome into Fantasy Sports Today here on SportsGrid. The Super Bowl is set. The Eagles will take on the Chiefs. For those of you who are watching the show, you know that already. But maybe there are some things that you didn't know about yesterday's games. Davis Maddock, Craig Mish. We will dive into the fantasy standouts. We'll also preview tonight's NBA games as well. And Davis, here we go. We, uh, I think we have a really good matchup here coming from the Super Bowl. Um, interesting uh, play out yesterday, I would say, of both those games. First game was, you know, pretty much dud from the beginning when you lose – your quarterback's really not much to say about that. But the uh, second game went right down to the wire. A lot of drama involved as well. I mean, a lot of drama. It feels like uh, feels like we were all just ready to move on from that Philadelphia-San Francisco game. Have not really heard, haven't really heard anyone talking about it because I guess, to be honest, there's nothing interesting to say. Brock Purdy got injured on the second drive. Josh Johnson got injured on his third drive. The 49ers, um, I, you know, I guess, decided let's not have a third quarterback active. I mean, I, I guess that's sort of on the margins. I don't think that you can fault them too much there. And Kansas City and Cincinnati followed the script of every other Kansas City-Cincinnati game that we've had in the Joe Burrow era, except for at the end, the margins went to the Chiefs and not to the Bengals for the first time in, in four matchups. Yeah, I'd be very close game, right down to the wire for sure. Credit to the Bengals for keeping that thing close. Almost winning that game could have easily won it as well. Let's get to our headlines here as we begin. Eagles and Chiefs. Chiefs opened up as a slight favorite. That has been corrected. Eagles are now a slight favorite to win the Super Bowl in two weeks. Kellen Moore, by the way, was announced yesterday that he's not returning as the Cowboys offensive coordinator. Also, we heard Vic Fangio over the weekend. Looks like he's going to be the new defensive coordinator of the Dolphins. Justin Herbert undergoes uh, shoulder surgery to replace a torn labrum. He should be fine for the season. And LeBron James, Anthony Davis, both out tonight versus the Brooklyn Nets. So, I, I mean, I suppose we could go back to those games. But really, again, not much to add. There are folks that are basically putting it out there in the universe that the Eagles have had the easiest run of any team in history to the NFC. And as far as the AFC game goes, Davis, look, I, I definitely uh, thought the Chiefs would win that game. As I was watching the game, I thought, my gosh, they are not going to win this game. And, I, I, you know, honestly, I think that there was a point that you made probably about a month ago and have been talking about it a lot here on our show, which is, I, and I, I think on Friday I said that I thought the Chiefs would win. But I got to tell you, like going into the Super Bowl, I don't know that I'm going to be that confident. Their skilled position guys are just brutal outside of Travis Kelsey. And and they're going to need a lot more of those guys to step up and play in the Super Bowl. I think they should feel lucky getting to the Super Bowl, to be honest. 
I mean, they. I, I think probably had you told Brett Veach and Andy Reid and the front office of the Chiefs that they made the Super Bowl this year, I, I don't know if they would have believed you because they headed into this season. They traded away their best offensive player. They were relying on Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, who stinks, a seventh-round rookie and a 31-year-old third down back in the backfield. They trade the third-round pick for Kadarius Toney. He basically never plays. Kadarius Toney has, has basically barely played for the Chiefs. The journeyman Smith Schuster, who's not going to be on the team next year. I mean, Marquez Valdez Scantling all year has basically been a zero, and he completely like without Valdez Scantling, they do not win that game, right? No chance because Smith Schuster got hurt yesterday, Hardman got hurt yesterday, and Tony got hurt yesterday. In the second half, they were playing Marcus Kemp, who has one catch all year, Valdez Scantling, and Sky Moore. As their three wide receivers, they were playing a lot of two tight ends. They were playing a lot of three tight ends. And in the second half, I mean, honestly, I'm sitting there wanting the Chiefs to win and being like, I don't see how they can even get a first down because these guys can't get open. Kelsey played obviously like out, you know, as good as he possibly could have, but his back injury was clearly limiting him. He had like no runs after the catch. You know, we're so used to seeing Kelsey rumbling and bumbling and throwing safeties down. I mean, he couldn't run. In fact, um, if you if you go back and look closely, in the first half on the designed Kelsey plays, they were having Noah Gray run behind him because they didn't want Kelsey to turn too much with his back, so they wanted to give him an option to lateral the ball. They called that play three separate times in the first half. Like he he couldn't move. So, on I mean, it just it was it was a huge performance from all the guys. And and to be honest. I get Bengals fans being upset this morning about the sure. third and nine where they replayed it. Now I will say hundred percent, the last play you, you can't tackle the quarterback when he's out of bounds. That guy's got to be more aware of the situation. That was a foul, but I'm also sympathetic to the idea like hail Mary's in the last minute. You know, they, they never call pass interference on the, on the last minute hail Mary. I'm sympathetic to that as well. Um, but at the end of the day, I mean, I do think, the Chiefs top to bottom did play the better game. Yeah, I, I think what I came away thinking from that game yesterday, Davis, is that we're going to get to our Super Bowl props next week, and there's going to be some crazy stuff happening with the Chiefs in that Super Bowl. Win or lose the game, I don't think, I think it's irrelevant. I think you're going to have some wide receivers and some other players getting touches and catches and touchdowns. And I wonder how the market, when those props open up on Sunday night, are going to respond to that. Because guys like Kemp, as you mentioned, are in play. I mean, who would have thought that guy would ever be in play for Super Bowl props? We're going to be talking about players we have not talked about all season long. And I would guess something will hit. Something will hit very big in that Super Bowl two weeks from now on the side of the Chiefs. Again, win or lose. I don't think it matters. But yards, reception, something like that. Can't wait to dive into our props next week here on the show. Coming up next, our fantasy standouts from the games yesterday. And again, not much on the San Francisco side, but we'll dive into their future. Talk about Philly, of course, KC, no doubt, yesterday, and the Cincinnati Bengals. More fantasy sports today. Come up next right here on Sports Grid. So, SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, 
and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome back to Fantasy Sports today here on Sports Grid. We've got our Thrive Five coming up. We're going to help you pick some props tonight in the National Basketball Association. All of the focus, of course, now going over to the NBA, college basketball, Major League Baseball here on this show. we got two weeks until the Super Bowl. I never understood why they needed that buildup, Davis, of two weeks. I liked when they stopped doing that and they went back to the one week and everybody was going out to Radio Row the next day. But well, we got to wait another week here, I guess. So... Uh, all right, well, we'll uh, let's go through the fantasy standouts from yesterday. Jalen Hurts did not need to do anything from the uh, Philadelphia Eagles in the NFC Championship because, you know, 49ers just had no quarterback in this game. So to look at any of these numbers are really foolish. Christian McCaffrey, 84 yards, four receptions, a touchdown. He looked fantastic until the quarterbacks, plural, went out. Miles Sanders, 42 yards, also scored twice. Boston Scott scored a touchdown as well. Not much to expand here in the NFC Championship, so it's probably Davis best that we look forward. Uh, from a Philadelphia point of view, I mean, you, you can't, you can only play who's in front of you. I guess is the cliche. They played a bad Giants team for sure that got lucky, and and they beat them. They played San Francisco without any quarterbacks, and they beat them. But I do think, and I'll start with Philadelphia, and then I want to go to the, uh, San Francisco. I do think for me, the one thing that's going to come out of this year in general, Davis, is that. Everyone is going to be fighting their you-know-what off to get that first round by. I, I think that, to me, is the big takeaway. You get a softer schedule. You get to play your games at home. In the past, there were two of those. Now there is just one. And and I and, and I know Philadelphia had brought Hurts back to get that by at the end of last season. But to me, that's the big takeaway here is that you get that by. It puts you in definitely better shape than these other teams. I mean, that's one of the big findings i suppose of or or just i don't know central tenets of the people who tend to be pretty analytically minded about the nfl versus the you know you you play who who's ever in front of you but yeah i mean getting the buy is basically as big i mean let's let's take it for example the 49ers right the 49ers uh, had a 19% chance of losing against the seahawks that feels like forever ago right, right. but not only that you got to play an extra game you got to travel more. You don't get the time off to game plan. You don't get the time off to scout your next two round opponents, potentially. Like it just, it's basically the biggest advantage that you get in all major North American sports. You know, think about the one versus eight in the NBA. We've seen those upsets. We've seen loads of one to eight uh, NHL upsets. I mean, baseball, baseball, I mean, like you, like, 
I mean, anyone can lose any series in baseball, right? Like the 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 one seed advantage. I mean, I don't I don't think the Chiefs would be in the Super Bowl if they were not able to get the one seed. Had yeah. whatever happened, you know, I think they would have just they. It's just too much, right? They 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 were so they were so banged up. So yeah, the one seed advantage absolutely massive. Um, you know, I think the the really interesting angle of the Eagles is uh, the NFC is just does not have very many good teams, right? I mean, you're looking at you're looking at some of these teams that they beat, and you're you're going like, okay, what is the marquee Eagles win? That's that's kind of it's kind of hard to find one, right? Um, now obviously. I am not going to I'm not going to be like all oh, the Chiefs are going to win the line is wrong whatever because the Eagles have basically been a death star and you really can't only play who's in front of you and uh, AJ Brown and Devonta Smith are a lot better than whoever Kansas City is going to throw out 2 weeks from now. Yeah. Well, what's interesting is that a lot of people are complaining about yesterday's game and for good reason. And the other thing that's that's interesting Davis is that the reason it's for good reason is because a lot of these games have been really good in the AFC and NFC championships. But what I would tell you is that go back, if you want to do some research, at the 80s and the 90s, Davis, it was a given that one of those, these two teams' uh, games would be horrible. A given. It was a given that the Super Bowl would be horrible. Like This is what I grew up with was huge mismatches on paper. I mean, Dallas rolling people. The Giants rolling people. Uh, at the time, it was the Redskins. The Redskins would just roll over people. And the AFC, the same thing would happen. You would be like, oh, just give me one of the two games being good. And then, because you knew the Super Bowl wasn't going to be good, it was like always the AFC and NFC championship. So, listen, it, it just – San Francisco was up against it. The last thing that I would add here on this, Davis, is that going into next season, the 49ers have to make a huge decision here. They saw enough from Brock Purdy to know he can play in the NFL – but they have Trey Lance, they have Jimmy Garoppolo. And I think that becomes the bigger story for them over the next few months. Yeah, I mean, I am going to get, well, actually, I would say Jimmy Garoppolo is like minus 200, minus 300 to be on a different team next year. And I would set, if you if you made me make a market right now and take bets on it, I would say Lance is minus 130 to be the week one starting quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers, something right about there. I mean, remember, Lance, younger than Brock Purdy, um, on a rookie contract, right, for for two more seasons. That's a big part of it. The 49ers are going to be clearing up a bunch of cap space with the Jimmy G deal coming off their books. And, uh, I mean, he's, he's been in the NFL. Trey Lance has played 151 NFL plays. It's just It's just not enough of a sample to say definitively what he is one way or the other, I think. Yeah, for sure. All right, let's get to the AFC Championship. We did have some really good numbers. Patrick Mahomes yesterday, the, the touchdown pass to Valdez Scantley was incredible. It was, it was more incredible that he didn't do anything after that point, and they still somehow ended up winning the game yesterday. 328 yards, also eight rushing yards, and two touchdowns, clearly hampered. But I, I suppose the question will be what he does from here. Uh, Marquez Valdez Scantling, six receptions, 116 yards, game of his life, a touchdown. T. Higgins, we talked about him Friday. You like that over. I like the under, and that thing looked great under <laughs> for a long time. And then all of a sudden, uh, he just started catching the ball. Six receptions, 83 yards, and a touchdown. Travis Kelsey, seven for 78 and a touchdown there. So, you know, Bengals really, to me, Davis, they have nothing to be ashamed of. They, they fought hard, as they would say, like cliche-wise. They didn't do anything great. They didn't make any huge mistakes. 
But no, they did I, one it, thing great, right? The 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 fourth and six to chase. That to me is like a legendary that. play. That is and the that play is, to Hurst. Yes. And the play to Hurst that they threw on fourth and thirteen. Like as a Chiefs fan, you had to be like going crazy at that point. Like, I mean, how could he possibly let that happen? This guy twenty one just falls all over the field. I really don't think the, he's like the falling defense down. Is falling bad. Down. The, the, the Chiefs defense is they have a good pass rush, but the rest of the defense is not. And they're they lost their best cornerback on the first play from scrimmage. Sneed right. went to the blue tent the first play from scrimmage. That's right. There was a delay at the beginning of the game there. So I suppose we'll see what happens for the Chiefs Davis in the Super Bowl. Let me circle back to what I said at the beginning of the show. I am telling you now, I can't wait to see the props for the Chiefs receivers because, like, I, like you know me, I don't deep dive. Like, we'll, we'll do DFS. You'll show me, like, I'll be like, I never even heard of that guy. But I think it is all hands on deck for the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. I don't know what this guy Kemp's props are. I may be going over on that. I mean, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire may get in the game. Ronald Jones may even play in that game. I mean, the Chiefs cannot afford to be stingy. And and maybe it comes down to practice over the next two weeks. I mean, is Juju seriously hurt? Is Hardman seriously hurt? Like, I have no idea. Hardman, I think, is seriously hurt because Hardman didn't play for, I mean, he hadn't played since week nine with a pelvic injury. And I really think probably the only reason he played was because they're like, dude, this is the AFC Conference Championship game, like, let's go enough enough already and he probably wanted to play too but you saw in that hit he took it was not like oh i'm gonna limp this off and maybe try and play it was like he's like no i gotta get i gotta get out of here immediately i mean sky Moore, who's been awful awful all year he played his most snaps of the year yesterday that's how desperate things were no most snaps of the year afc conference championship game because he was so banged up was, is Edwards Hilaire even active? Was he even was he even active yesterday? He's on he's on the IR. He can come off before oh. the Super Bowl. He's he's returned oh, to practice. So he, he can come off and apparently he's been at practice. They didn't activate him for this game. It wouldn't surprise me if they activated him over Ronald Jones just because he's a little bit better in the passing game. Um but right. yeah, that that'll be a decision they have to make. Yeah, we'll get it we'll get into that next week. Sunday night is usually when all of the props are released over at the Westgate uh, at the Superbook in Las Vegas. It's usually the premier event of Super Bowl week. We, of course, have full coverage of the upcoming game in Glendale. We're sending a lot of our crew there. And one week from tomorrow, we'll be live there as well. We'll be back with more. Don't go away. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... 
Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Once again, it's time to prop up here on the show. It's a Monday morning. It's time for Thrive Fantasy. Folks, if you have not downloaded the app yet, if you're a first-time user, download it right now. We're going to give you a promo code. It is SportsGrid, S-P-O-R-T-S-G-R-I-D. So sign up, use the promo code, and you'll get a deposit bonus of up to $250. That's a 100% deposit bonus. So what does it mean? You use the promo code. You type in SportsGrid on your phone or your iPad or laptop or anywhere else. And whatever amount you put in, it will be matched up to $250. So $50 in, $50 added to your account. It's a great way to play. It is proposition uh, wagers based, basically. And I think it's a lot of fun. And the best part about this is that we're also going to give you five that you can play here tonight in the NBA. We've got an eight-game slate. We're going to go over some props. Really big decisions have to be made, both on this side and, of course, DFS. But for this segment, in terms of Thrive Fantasy, we call it the Thrive Five. All right, Davis, nice little juicy slate tonight. Not the two game, not the 15 game or whatever it is. We got somewhere in the middle. We got an eight game slate tonight in the National Basketball Association. So uh, how does it look before we go through all of the props here tonight? Well, uh, I mean, we we sort of don't have any marquee matchups because LeBron James and Anthony Davis are going to sit. Was was looking forward to that Lakers-Nets game. Um, Golden State, Oklahoma City should be fairly interesting yeah but i mean we we got an absolutely massive slate we have some super high totals uh sacramento minnesota total super high there you know luka Doncic against the pistons got absolutely massive toronto phoenix i suppose is sort of interesting and then uh atlanta portland a a game of uh no one's gonna play any defense here and our star point guards are are gonna try and uh you know just shoot over one another the entire game i actually had an Anthony Davis prop in our sheet Ooh. here that I really liked, but uh, Brett Brett had to send me a message this morning saying, "Ah, Anthony Davis decided to sit this one out." So always a little bit unfortunate when we have to do that. All right, so we'll, we'll dive in. We got we got some other players here that we can use. Lots of options, by the way, for Thrive Fantasy. So here are the five that we're going to review with you here in this segment of our show. We'll start off with Tobias Harris. We've got a total of six and a half rebounds. That will be the first prop, followed by Bradley Beal, his total 32 and a half points, rebounds, assists, and blocks. Now, uh, no Rui Hachimura there, so Beal is interesting. Kyrie Irving, no Kevin Durant, 36 and a half points and rebounds. We're going over under there. Rudy Gobert, one and a half blocks and steals. And then we throw in Oklahoma City Thunder guy, of course, here. SGA's 30 and a half total points and rebounds all right so davis let's get started here first player tonight on the board that we're going to discuss is tobias harris his total rebounds are set at six and a half over will get you 100 thrive points under will get you 90 which way are we going for prop number one yep i mean a pretty fair line here from our friends over at thrive tobias averages 6.2 rebounds per game but he's going to be pretty sensitive to the matchup and the Orlando Magic because they don't really play a traditional center 
find themselves not being a particularly good uh, rebounding team. Basically, you know, they they play uh, they you know they play Bull Bull and Bancaro. Then you might th- you'd look at Bull Bull and be like, oh, you know, that guy is basically just playing like you know a souped up uh, you know to real center. But he actually plays a little bit further away from the basket. And also, so does Joel Embiid. You know, that's that's the other thing you have to consider is Embiid also is not your traditional uh, rim-bound center. He plays a little bit further away from the basket, a lot of pick and roll, a lot of pick and pop with James Harden. In fact, that's one of the interesting things about Embiid is he actually really is more of a pick and pop big than a pick and roll big, which is which basically means Tobias Harris actually ends up playing way closer to the basket than the average power forward. So I like this matchup for him. Uh, you know, is Tobias Harris going to get like 13 rebounds here? Probably not, but he should be in that 32-33 minute range against a team that's a bad defensive rebounding team, the Orlando Magic. So I think I think we feel pretty good about going over on Tobias Harris's rebounds here. All right, so that's prop one of five over on Tobias Harris's rebounds. Six and a half will get you 100 points if that hits tonight. We'll also touch on Bradley Beal, Kyrie Irving. Rudy Gobert, and of course, say Gilgis Alexander on the show. Interesting comments that uh, from Shaquille O'Neal Davis. I don't know if this was accurate or not, but I was watching that show the other day where he said he didn't know who Rui Hachimura was. Okay, I mean, I, I guess so. I don't need to go to Los Angeles Lakers. So Bradley be a lot of heavy lifting for him, of course, coming. His total over on Thrive tonight, 32 and a half points, rebounds, and assists. If you go over, you get 105, and under is 95. Yeah, I mean, this is uh, one where I would want to be pretty sensitive to matchup. Now, granted, Beal actually has not been that close to this. Uh, They just played the Pelicans the other night, 16 points, five rebounds, four assists, you know, just kind of on the borderline there of getting there. But I'm looking at this matchup against the San Antonio Spurs, looking at this line, 32 points, uh, rebounds, plus assists. I, I think he's, honestly, I think he's got this one in the bag. I would compare this much more to a matchup, you know, against a, a bad defense like the Kings or the Jazz. And I'm looking at, you know, just kind of looking back at his matchups and and he flew over these numbers. Uh, he also is finally getting back to full health. You know, Beal was not playing for a long time. He had taken, uh, he'd, he'd been out for two weeks. He came back. He was not playing his full minutes. He had played 28, 29, and then 30 minutes. But last night or two nights ago against the Pelicans, he got up to 33 minutes. So I'm going to put him back in his normal range of like 33 to 36 minutes per night. That is, I think, pretty easily going to tip him over the scales here. So this is probably my favorite one tonight, 105 points for the over here. I don't think this one will be like the most popular selection on Thrive tonight in these big contests either. All right. So uh, over on Tobias Harris and over on Bradley Beal, that's a good place to start. We've got Kyrie Irving coming up, followed by Rudy Gobert and then SGA to close it out. All right, so we know that Kyrie Irving has been great for Brooklyn. And, you know, a lot of the numbers are being inflated because of no Kevin Durant there. 36 and a half points tonight. And the points and rebounds, by the way, added up. Total. Over is 110 thrive points. Under is 90. Three overs in a row here, or are we going under here? Yep, I'm giving you, I'm, I just, I don't know. I guess I was feeling, I was feeling optimistic when I put this, uh, when I put this list together. But yeah, I'm going over on Kyrie here. I mean, I think there is a, a good chance that Kyrie maybe gets over here on uh, on points alone. 32, 40, 30, 38, and 48 points in his last five games. He is, honestly, I think he is just really relishing right now playing without, uh, playing without 
uh, Kevin Durant. And so he's, he's, I think he can get there on points. And also I, I think it's tempting to think of Kyrie as maybe a guy who like doesn't do the hard work. I mean, certainly he's not the greatest defender, but he actually is a pretty good rebounder for a guard, five and a half, uh, five and a half rebounds per game as a guard. And honestly, I, I think the way you lose this bet uh, you're, or you lose, you lose this slip on Thrive is they just blow the Lakers out. I mean, no, no LeBron, right. no Anthony Davis, and, and Kyrie only plays like 28 minutes or something. However, that would obviously be buoyed by the fact that Kyrie might just get, I mean, he might just go for 40 in three quarters here against uh, Russell Westbrook and the, uh, the backup Lakers. I mean, what a, what a weird matchup for them. I, I guess both teams kind of playing without their stars, but the, the leftover Nets obviously way better than the leftover Lakers. All right, so this is easy to remember. Three overs to begin, folks. Uh, over on Harris, over on Beal, and over on Kyrie Irving. That's three out of five. We're going to touch on Rudy Gobert, and this is his total blocks and steals, and uh, Shea Gilgis-Alexander, total amount of points and rebounds, 30 and a half. So there you see it, three out of five. All right, so time for an under, I feel like here, Davis. Let's talk about Rudy Gobert tonight. One and a half blocks and steals. Normally, this would be a number I think would go over, uh, but if I'm looking at this correct, you're going to try and grab some some extra value here. Under is 105, and over is 95, so less likely for it to go under, but this is the play that you're going to take a shot at here, it looks like. Yep, I am, uh, I'm taking the under here for a couple reasons. The first being DeMontis Sabonis, not the type of guy to, to get a shot block near the rim, mostly because he doesn't really play near the rim you know the kings play a lot of these lineups with basically no centers the other thing is is rudy is playing through this groin injury right now and uh he stinks man i mean he just he's got he's got no balance he's got no lift now that's not to say i like obviously rudy gobert still a great defensive player still very aware like he still could block a couple shots here um the other night he got benched by uh by the head coach for minnesota he he did not close the game for Minnesota, they uh, they played Nathan Knight and Naz Reed in the front court to close the game. I, I mean, it could be could be effort related, could be injury related, but that's that's sort of my guess here is I'm lowering my minutes expectation for Gobert yeah. going forward, and and I also I I don't think this is a particularly good matchup for him defensively either. All right, so there you go, four out of five uh, in the books here with Tobias Harris, Bradley Beal. Kyrie Irving and Rudy Gobert. Those are the first four that you play. Here's the fifth one, Shea Gilgis Alexander. Now his total tonight on Thrive Davis is 30 and a half. And you may say, oh, you know, maybe I'd go under on that. Uh, but this is points and rebounds for Shea Gilgis Alexander. And boy, the temptation is there, right? I mean, you're not gonna. I, this is the most points I've seen on Thrive. If you go under 130 fantasy points tonight, but that's a huge risk. I mean, this probably goes over. What do you think? Yeah, I can't. I can't do it. I mean, Shea has been over thirty points in over fifty percent of his games this season. I mean, it just it just feels pretty straight up. I mean, he's averaging thirty-one points per game, so we're going over. And okay. I actually don't think these lopsided ones are all that popular. All right, so there you go. Screenshot those. Those are the Thrive Five for tonight. Over on Harris. Over on Beal. Over on Kyrie Irving. Under on Rudy Gobert. And then over again on SGA. We'll be back with Fantasy or Reality next year on SGA. Don't go away. 
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. For those of you on social media, follow us on Twitter. Really easy to do. It's at SportsGrid and at SportsGridTV. Great way to engage with all of our hosts and all of our programming. And a pretty good follow as well, I would say. At SportsGrid. And at Sports Grid TV. So, Davis, before we get to more of the Super Bowl stuff here on the show, what do you think the story, the main storyline is going to be between now and the time the game is over next Sunday? A lot of good choices out there, by the way, as far as like narratives. Uh, which which one do you like the most that, that you've heard? Because I've heard a bunch. I'll tell you my favorite, too. Yeah, there are there are some great ones. I mean, first ever Super Bowl with two black quarterbacks. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. The Kelsey brothers playing mm-hmm. one another. Um, you know, um, the, you know, and they have their podcast, which is like pretty, pretty popular. We have, uh, you know, Andy Reid, obviously coaching up against mm-hmm. his old team. I think, I think that's going to be the one I think Andy Reid, uh, trying to wrestle the demons away to win the Super Bowl. He was never able to win with the Eagles, all the, the time management stuff, McNabb, uh, cause McNabb does TV now is right. I believe he's an analyst mm-hmm. for Fox. I want to say, so, you know, maybe Maybe we'll get a Donovan McNabb, Andy Reid interview at some point here on on Radio Row sure. or whatever. Yeah. Um, so so that that's probably the one that I think will be most dominant. Would be my guess. Yeah, Terrell Owens will be involved in some way. Well, I remember that that's whole controversy right. at the end of the game with all of that. But uh, was it Philly, New England? Was that the Super Bowl? They played the Patriots in that game. I, I that right? sounds right to me. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, Patriots won, as usual. All right, time now for some fantasy or reality. So there seems to be some confusion in the last 24 hours because the National Football League in the past had allowed teams, Davis, in these spots to carry three quarterbacks on NFL teams, which really could have come in handy for the San Francisco 49ers yesterday because Brock Purdy started the game, immediately went out. 
Josh Johnson came in. Was he capable of winning that game? Uh, probably not, but at least he gave the you know impression that maybe they were going to throw the ball. It did feel like once Johnson went out that Kyle Shanahan threw in a towel. It, I, I'm sorry to say it, it definitely felt like that was the end of the line. Purdy came in, he threw one screen, was handing the ball off. But the NFL can fix this just like they did the overtime rule, Davis, and go back and say, hey, three quarterbacks, you can carry them based on the outcome of what happened yesterday. That's all we have to deal with here. Fantasy or reality, Davis, teams will now carry three quarterbacks on their active rosters in playoff games moving forward. Well, remember, this used to be a rule. So this rule, I want to say they did away with it in the 2015 CBA, and I don't even know why. But there used to be this rule that you would have an emergency third quarterback who did not count against your 48 active guys, did count against, I believe did count against your 53-man roster as a whole. Um, I, I can't remember the exact specifics of that there. Um, but yeah, this used to be a rule where, where a guy would only be able to enter into a game if your first two quarterbacks got injured. And uh, would have been a pretty good time for that rule. But for example, I think it's pretty easy to be to second guess the 49ers and be like, why, why wouldn't you have a third quarterback active? Um, well, one, no team does that, right? Like literally no team does that. And there's a counterfactual for why they don't do it. From the AFC Conference Championship game yesterday, Marcus Kemp, who is like the most mentions of Marcus Kemp uh, in the history of fantasy sports today for sure, he's probably the 48th of 48th guy for the Chiefs active roster, I would guess. I'd guess he is literally the dead last guy they determined between being active or not because he, he only plays special teams, but he was a wide receiver in college. Marcus Kemp played the last 19 snaps in a row for the Chiefs yesterday because so many guys got banged up. Had they activated a third quarterback who never would have gotten into the game, what would they have done? I mean, I guess they would have been playing four tight ends is, is what that's the answer. That's what they would have had to have done to, uh, to end that game. Um, but yeah, I, this is what the NFL does. The NFL always reacts to these huge things in the playoffs. We saw it. They changed the overtime rules because of what happened with the bills and the chiefs last year. So reality moving forward, they'll bring back the emergency third quarterback rule. Yeah, and, and I would agree. I think this is a reality as well. Part of this, they'll have to figure in, in some rule that the, the guy's going to have to be on their team at some point this season because what's going to happen, you know this, Davis, is that they're going to go into the playoffs and there's going to be some cut quarterback by some team earlier in the year and then that guy's going to get a chance to play and someone's going to get mad he wasn't on the team while you're bringing him in. And Davis, I know the reason why they, they stopped doing this is because they wanted to take away the idea that a team could sign a quarterback from the team that they're playing against Davis in the AFC championship. So for example, if, if the Bengals had a fourth string guy in camp or whatever, the chiefs bring that guy in just to be a spy for the end. And they wanted to do away with that. So they're going to have to figure it out, but reality for sure. I think this is going to, and it should, by the way, happen. It's the biggest games of the season. You cannot have what uh, happened yesterday. And to think that, by the way, what was really interesting that my, another takeaway from this Davis is that Jimmy Garoppolo was really close to coming back. Jimmy Garoppolo was actually like a week away from being able to play. Who knows? Maybe he would have been the third string quarterback in that game yesterday. I'm not sure. All right. Uh, on top of that, we saw the AFC championship, which, which we have to just basically agree was very poorly officiated. I mean, usually I'm, I'm not one of those official guys. I see it all over Twitter. The refs think the refs do this. I am not a refs guy. 
uh, that gets pissed off about this, or umpires for that matter, too. In the end, I think these things always even out over the course of the game or the course of the season. But as you alluded to earlier in the show, I think Bengals fans have to be uh, a little upset. Fantasy reality, the NFL has an officiating problem right now in the league. So they do have a problem because the officiating is so inconsistent. I mean, I think that the idea that the NFL is rigging these games or that the referees are in the pot, the referees want the Mahomes Super Bowl, the referees want X, Y, and Z. I think that is just false, right? Just like no way that's true. But the NFL at the NFL, I mean, and every sport has this, right? Refereeing is very hard. Um, to make the to, to uh, like in real time to make the right decision when everyone else watching the game you know gets the benefit of multiple angles and slow motion and frame by frame like these guys don't have access to any of that in the moment they're sitting there literally running next to the play trying to figure out like while it's happening um, but could the referees be better I believe most referees are not even full time NFL employees like. Are there ways this these games can be officiated better? Absolutely. Um, I, I think it's true. So I'll, I'll say reality, if only because it is perceived as a problem by the people who engage in the sport. Yeah, but but I, I would also say it, it's probably reality, but I would also say that this is going on everywhere. In Major League Baseball, they want to use the robo-umpires. That is coming, Davis. What did we see in the NBA the other night? LeBron James goes up for the final bucket. He gets hit in the arm. Beverly comes out with the camera. Like, I mean, this is happening all across sports. And I, I, I mean, is there a solution? Can they be better trained? Or are there people to find that can do a better job? I mean, I suppose so. But what's really doesn't make any sense to me is that, you know, sports generates billions and billions of dollars. And you're telling me that this is the best they could find? Probably so. In the end, this is probably the, it's probably just very hard to do the job is my guess, like you said. But. I mean, that third and nine play and for them to let that play go out and like the referees like just sort of running on the field at the end. Yeah, I mean, it was it was just a bad look, I think, yesterday. And and truthfully, you're right. The inconsistency, especially on the quarterback, what is what is roughing and, and, and some of these penalties. Yeah, I don't I don't get that. But for me, I think we talk about this stuff way too much. I, I do think that the inconsistencies do sort of even out for everyone in the end. And I think more than anything else, we have better technology. We're able to see these mistakes. So it has made their job a little bit tougher. I'll say reality, but it doesn't make me feel any better about the situation. All right. Uh, Creed 3 was just announced, Davis. Michael B. Jordan, who was on Saturday Night Live over the weekend, he's got another Rocky-ish sort of movie coming out. Of course, the character is Apollo Creed from the original Rockies. But yes, I mean, very successful first one. Very successful second one. Will the third one be very successful? We will decide. Fantasy or reality, Davis, Creed will become bigger than the Rocky movies. And here we are. We're at three. Remember, I believe they had five Rockies, and we're already at the third Creed. But I don't know if people consider the fifth Rocky an, actually, an actual movie, Davis, because it was just terrible. Uh, I mean, there's one very obvious reason why this is not true, which is that Creed could be the biggest movie in the United States right now could be, could set box office records. Could everyone would be talking about it on social media? People would be making memes of it and it would be a drop in the bucket. 
compared to the percentage of people alive at the time that saw Rocky. I mean, Rocky is so a part of the cultural fabric. I mean, Rocky is referenced all the time. The, the, the song, right? The montage, the running up the stairs, like all of that stuff is so permeated into our, because that's just the, how many movies even came out the year that Rocky came out? Like what, 50 movies, maybe? How many new episodes of television compared that to the access of, of all the media, of all the content, of everything that we were able to engage with. Now, things just go in and out so quickly, so fast these days. I mean, like, honestly, even the Marvel movies, which are like a worldwide cultural phenomenon, leave leave less of an impression, are less big than the Rocky movies. So I got I got fans here. And, and they're probably good. I've, I've never even seen them, uh, but they're probably good. Michael B. Jordan is pretty good. But yeah, no chance is it bigger. Yeah, so so the reason I, I personally think, and, and again, I lived in the era, so I think I can speak to it. I, I think the reason why this is never going to be is because as a society, Davis, and, and we're sort of, you know, honestly back there again with the war in Russia and Ukraine, but as a society in the 80s with the Cold War, I mean, th- th- that Rocky movie where he fought Ivan Drago, who was a, a guy from Russia, and ended up beating the guy from Russia. Like this was like winning a war on in a movie, you know. Like there was just this brawl between the United States and Russia at the time, and then everything changed, of course, in the future. But I, I, Davis Rocky one, not as popular as Rocky two and Rocky three. Mister T in one of those the, the two and three were absolutely more popular than the first one, which is not something you normally see. Uh, but again. To me, that's the reason why, David, because I remember as a kid, everyone going to see that and remember on the, and I remember again on the news, what are we talking about? Three channels, ABC, three channels. Yeah. ABC, NBC, and CBS. That's all it was. And every single night, six o'clock Eastern, whatever the news came on, David, the first story was always what's going on with the Russia. Oh, is there going to be a war between the United States and Russia? And then David, this movie comes out where they got a Russian guy in it. And this guy, Sylvester Stallone, knocks the guy out at the end of the movie. By the way, the Russian guy, Spoiler, kills Apollo Creed, kills him in the ring, punches him, knocks him out and kills him. Nothing's going to touch that, man. It's not going to happen. Nothing. Yeah. No, you're right. I mean, I you're, I, I had honestly even forgotten that angle that it totally played in to the fears and, and um, you know, like, yeah. uh, like it's just it played in the American psyche way more than Creed could. Yeah. Nothing's going to touch that at the time. I don't think personally. All right. We got the sports grid 60 coming up next. Then we'll turn it over to the early line. I'll be back with you at two o'clock Eastern for another edition of newswire right here on sports grid. So hopefully you can stay with us and we'll be back after this brief timeout right here on fantasy sports. Sportsgrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Sportsgrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. 
Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. NFL Network is reporting less than 24 hours ago. Uh, there was a report the Dallas Cowboys were parting ways with Kellen Moore, and Mike McCarthy is going to be the new OC and call the plays. Well, the Los Angeles Chargers have jumped all over this. Uh, NFL Network's reporting Kellen Moore's headed to Los Angeles to be the new offensive coordinator for hmm, Justin Herbert next season. Interesting. All right, let's wrap up the show. It's time for the Sports Grid 60. Yeah, Craig, Craig stole my bit there because I I do. I think there's sort of an open question about Kellen Moore. How good is he? Is he bad? Is he good? Is Dak really good and helped him? This is my opinion. The two head coaches that Kellen Moore worked with, Jason Garrett, literally not one person on earth thinks he is a good coach. And Mike McCarthy, the only person on earth who thinks Mike McCarthy is a good coach is Jerry Jones. I don't think anyone else thinks he's any good. I, I, I mean, just imagine. Imagine the worst boss you've ever worked for, and then imagine trying to flourish under those conditions. And that is largely the experience that Kellen Moore has had in the NFL. I think he's in a great situation here. And honestly, as someone who wants the Chiefs to win the division uh, every single year for the foreseeable future, I I just I, I don't love I don't love this hire, right? And uh, I don't know. Not going to draft any Cowboys players in fantasy next year with Mike McCarthy calling the plays, I think. No, lots of Zeke running up the middle. I see it coming now. Uh, you know, I, I want to go back to something I said earlier and wrap up the show with it. Is like there's so much complaining. Oh my gosh, the NFL stunk yesterday. The refs ruined it, and the final was 31-7 with San Francisco getting blown out. Do yourself a favor. Look at the 80s and the 90s, and go back and take a look at the final scores of those AFC NFC Championship games and Super Bowl. You were lucky that 33% of between the AFC, NFC, and Super Bowl was a good game. You were lucky if one was good. They were blowouts all over the place. It was only fun to be in the pools and nothing else. So settle down there with one bad weekend in the NFL. Normally, it's a lot better. That'll do it for the show. Thanks to our producers, of course, great friends over at LTN. Graphics department for Davis. I'm Craig. See you back here at 2 o'clock Eastern for Newswire. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. 
every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.